Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John. This episode is what I refer to as a showcase episode where I feature a bootstrapped entrepreneur and they briefly share their tips, tricks, tactics, techniques, and tools that help them bootstrap their business and the successes and failures along the way. My hope is that each of these showcase episodes will provide at least one valuable takeaway that you can implement right away in your own bootstrap business journey. Now on to the episode. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version, but I am a lifelong entrepreneur. I started selling stuff on eBay when I was 12 years old and never stopped being an entrepreneur growing up in high school, in college. And then once I entered the workforce, I worked for myself and built businesses and have had an incredible entrepreneurial journey, highs, lows, the roller coaster, the stuff that we all go through. But yeah, for me, the entrepreneurial journey started very early and never for a second and thought I was meant to or should be doing anything else. I love being an entrepreneur. I love working with entrepreneurs. I love talking to entrepreneurs. I just find this entire journey to be one of the coolest things that you can do. And I, I love waking up every day, not knowing what is going to happen. I, I think that's part of the fun for me is the variety and everything that goes along with that. But yeah, that's just, that's a little bit about my background. And, and again, I think that it's become more and more common to be an entrepreneur, which is great. Things like Shark Tank and the ability to, to create and sell content online and so many things that weren't available or, or weren't visible many years ago now are. And so I hope that more people start businesses, take risks and do things and have the same opportunities and, and journey that I've been fortunate enough to have because I, I think that it's a great thing to do. I know people say, oh, well, you're a natural born entrepreneur or whatever. I, I think anyone can do this. It doesn't mean they will. It doesn't mean they'll put in the effort and time and take the risk to do it. But I, I think that there's a lot of people that could build and create really, really cool things if they had the right guidance and, and right desire to do it. So that's my journey. I've always been a bootstrapper by nature. And, and part of it is with my entrepreneurial journey, when I graduated college and decided to start a business. My business was me speaking on college campuses, doing some workshops and consulting, and everything was about my personal brand. So it wasn't a product. It wasn't even necessarily a service. It was just me selling my intellectual property and, and going out and delivering it. So it wasn't really something that someone could invest in. And I... I kind of had to bootstrap. I didn't really have a choice. I couldn't go into a bank and say, hey, I'm going to start speaking on college campuses. Can I borrow a hundred grand? So my bootstrapping, and, and I, I've heard others share similar stories, but it was maxing out an Amex and a MasterCard and a Visa. I mean, I maxed out five credit cards and I did whatever I had to do to survive the first year or so that was incredibly difficult. And then Things got easier and money came in and, and the rest is history. But I've always been a bootstrapper and that was what I initially did. Now in the current businesses that I have, I use revenues to bootstrap new ideas, new products, new software. I'm a big fan of building things based on needs that you've identified, but doing so in a smart uh, way, leveraging existing revenues and building an MVP and learning versus, hey, I'm going to borrow millions of dollars and take some guesses and maybe lose other people's money. So I'm a firm believer in bootstrapping. I know it's not for everyone and there's exceptions to every role, but 
yeah, that's always the way I've been. And I anticipate it being the way that I will continue to be as I progress. I think my biggest success in terms of bootstrapping is that I've been able to do it. Multiple times I've had to bootstrap products and services and do so without big outside funding. And I've been able to do it. So I think the success is making it happen and even maxing out some credit cards along the way, but actually being able to take them back to me is the biggest success. I don't necessarily look at anything from a bootstrapping standpoint as a failure, but I'll also say that I don't know. I mean, if I had unlimited resources over my 17-year professional career, could I have built something along the way that was of tremendous value? Maybe. So it's it's really a, a tough thing to answer because I won't say, oh, I have no failures. Well, sure, of course I've, I've had failures. I think it's more of were there missed opportunities because of having a bootstrapping mentality, meaning I never thought, okay, I'm going to raise or borrow a substantial amount of money to make an idea happen. I've never had that mindset or wanted to do that. So maybe there's a failure of the fact that I never did, but it's just almost impossible to answer. But yeah, in terms of biggest success, I'm very proud of the fact that the funds that were used to bootstrap were paid back, were not wasted. I've never lost anyone's money. I've never blown anyone's money. I, I, I've never done that. And, and that's something that I'm very, very proud of, that I've been able to make things happen and create things out of virtually nothing. The best advice I'd give from a bootstrapping standpoint is to be an incredible listener and really understand what people want. Not all the things they say they want or all the suggestions they give you or questions they ask like, oh, what if your software could do this? Or what if your business could do this? but really get to the core of what's the one main thing that your audience is trying to solve or trying to fix or trying to be better in, and then be hyper-focused on that. Because as bootstrappers, we don't have unlimited resources to do whatever we want. So we have to focus on simplicity. Well, the beauty of it is the best products are often very simple. So you look at companies that raise a ton of money and what happens? They overbuild, they overengineer, and they overcomplicate their product or service. And that's a very difficult business to run and to scale and to be profitable in. But if you're a gritty bootstrapper and you say, okay, here's my target customer. And yeah, there's a hundred things I could do for them. But right now I'm going to do this one thing really, really, really well. And they're not using me because my technology is incredible or our team's the biggest. They're doing it because we can solve this one problem really, really well. So my best advice from a bootstrapping standpoint is get to the core issue that you're solving, do it really well, be simple, be focused. Don't try to be everything for everyone. Don't say that you can do anything that anyone wants you to do. It takes a tremendous amount of listening skills and a tremendous amount of discipline, but it'll serve you really, really well. And you end up with a better business because of it. I think that oftentimes raising a bunch of money and building these big things is just a horrible idea. And it, it just gets you into a lot of trouble. Talked a lot about bootstrapping. And I, I think one of the most important things for those of us that are bootstrapping a business and trying to grow it is we have to get a lot out of our people. So 
as you start to hire people and build out your team, each of those people becomes incredibly crucial to what you do. And so that's why I started the Mentum business, which is providing coaching to key people inside of companies. You may not be at that place now, but we have a book that's completely free that you can download on our website. So Mentum, M-E-N-T-U-M-M.com. There's an audio book and you can read the digital copy as well, but that can be a great resource as you start coaching and developing people on your team. I'd encourage you to check that out. If I can be a resource to you at all, find me on LinkedIn, Tom Healy, H-E-A-L-Y. I post a lot of content on getting the most out of your people, creating a coaching culture, getting your people to be engaged. So again, as you're bootstrapping and you're trying to grow your team, you have to get as much as you can out of each person. They have to be deeply engaged in the business. Even though they're never going to care as much as you, we need them to care a lot about the company. That's what I would encourage you to do is be very deliberate in surrounding yourself with the right people. And that's not just full-time employees. That's also fractional people that you may work with, outside vendors, gig workers that you find on like an Upwork. But I've just found that when you're bootstrapping, surrounding yourself with great people, great external partners, really maximizing those relationships. And if you're able to do that, you can stretch a dollar really thin. You can get a great ROI on this stuff and you can bootstrap, but grow a very successful business. So hope that was helpful and appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode and were able to take away a valuable nugget of information that you can implement right away in your own business. If you feel your story would be valuable for the listeners of this show, please visit frugal.show forward slash guest. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.